talk a bit about the way you guys are testing or testing. Sometimes you don't know if it's going to work or not. You sometimes don't know when you've actually got it until it clicks in. And we actually, once we knew that, you know, we stopped all our other tests. We had about three or four other products. We spun them out to different businesses or just closed them down and then focus. Then, you know, once we made that breakthrough, it's just been absolute focus. And our testing then has been much smaller. It's been, you know, around this, you know, this product that we created. This is My Product Tested, the show that unpacks how successful founders have tested their way to the top and all the market validation that happened along the way. In studio, as always, from the hype team, Miles Herfak and Cameron Calder. And here in studio today, Steve King, co-founder and CEO of the data insights and predictive analysis platform, Black Swan. Steve and his founding team have spent over 11 years building a company that's on a mission to change how businesses innovate through the use of data science. Steve himself is a top founder working in key tech positions, global companies who've had a pivotal impact on top brands like O2, the BBC, Vodafone, and more. In more recent years, sharing his knowledge and strategic ideas by advising on the board of Dragonfly and BT Group. Often referred to as the Steve Wozniak of our generation, this man is shedding lights on uncovered CPG insights and trend analysis for some of the biggest companies out there. And now, humbly joining us Happy in the studio. Welcome, Miles. Very Steve, nice to see you. Welcome to the studio. <laughs> nice to meet you. How's it going? Yeah, all yeah, good, all Steve. Good so, you know, 11 years and a bit in, uh, building powerful technology that's, you know, solving a deep problem with these large organizations around the world. And you've raised recently, congratulations, as well as sort of 18.5 million and, um, you know, growing a really awesome organization of you know, 170 plus um, employees. And, you know, today for the listeners out there, um, what is Black Swan? Well, first of all, thank you for the very kind and probably well overhyped intro. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so uh, Black Swan, a company that helps um, uh other companies create products so uh, for anyone who's sort of heard the story of, uh, of of a black swan event it's a supposedly unpredictable event a completely unseen event that no one saw coming and then suddenly changed the way that we look at the world well in reality these events are perfectly predictable if you have the right data and that's really what black swan is about is helping our customers find conversations on the internet you know black swan moments which they never would ever see without you know using our data in order to create better products yeah, it's amazing, Stephen. I, th- I think like, you know, you've got to that today um, and, and that's what Black Swan is now. And, you know, I've, I've read a bit about the, the sort of story of, of where Black Swan came from. And, um, you know, obviously with your recent <laughs> sort of funding launch of, you know, you being in a bar um, chatting about what uh, predictive analysis could do for companies and, you know, suddenly you're here. Um, but I'm interested to find out, you know, You've obviously been in tech for a while and, you know, managed uh, big tech teams. How is that kind of influenced? Obviously, we're looking back 11 years now. How did that kind of influence the decision to, you know, launch Black Swan and, and what that product was? 
Yeah, a great question. So uh, I launched Black Swan with a fellow founder, Hugo, who's currently our chief product officer. So we've been through a lot of adventures together, which is a really important part of it, I think, is, you know, developing the relationships you have as you go through these difficult times of uh, product market fit. Um, my own background before Black Swan, um, my record is lost to drawn one, 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 when it comes to startups, <laughs> you know, I've had a couple of failures myself and, you know, and some, you know, some decent ones as well. So, um, you know, I, to be honest, I didn't really think of myself at all as an entrepreneur. They just happen. You know, these things just you kind of you wake up in the morning, you find yourself doing whatever you find yourself doing in the morning. And, you know, but where I've just been uh, really lucky is I've, I feel like they've the earlier attempts taught me a lot where we are now. Um, and although it's been 11 years, it's been a heartbeat. You know, it's been an absolute heartbeat. Um, some of the mistakes I've repeated and some of them I've learned from and, you know, and we've managed to get through. And, yeah, I just feel incredibly lucky uh, to be here. But really, it's, um, yeah, technology background uh, and entrepreneurism just seem to come from somewhere in my blood um, and, and seems to continue to flow through it. Yeah, Steve, I think it's amazing how we, you know, we get to these moments in life where, you know, we stumble upon the right recipe, uh, which leads into uh, the founders that we've spoken to starting their business, uh, it's it's such a um, uh, a recipe of the right person at the right time with the right opportunity and the right idea. But, you know, chatting about Black Swan today, what was that original problem that you were trying to solve? We're probably going to disappoint you on this. So when we started Black Swan, I don't think we had any idea. You know, I gave you the little speech I did at the beginning of this podcast where I said, you know, Black Swan is about predicting the unpredictable, finding data that no one knew in order to predict long term futures. But to be honest, that's all we had. We just had this name, Black Swan, and this vision. And then I remember we went around with this really scary deck, which went, you know, you're missing all this data. You're probably your long term predictions are probably rubbish. You know, and that's all we had. Yeah. And, you know, we were relatively bootstrapped. I'd just sold another business. So we had enough money to get going, but we didn't have millions to be able to pre build a product. Mm. You know, this really came from the people that joined Black Swan, the customers who've come along the journey and kind of tweaked. And we've gone from an idea of Black Swan now to a very specific function, which is helping cpg customers you know create better products so in cpg 95 percent of products fail within the first year of hitting the market so you know long-term prediction is you know is, is a is, is less good at the moment and is a place where we can really help with you know with our technology but that that journey there was a set of just steps from an original vision you know now all the way down to you know a single use case which we can scale yeah and it, it's it's interesting when you like have that original idea that you just from reading the story, you, you're arriving in London and touching down and going, okay, we're going to start this business. Um, and you kind of need that existing product um, either as an idea or concept to sell or you actually mm -hmm. have the product available that the customer can use. So uh, what did that look like in the beginning? Was there some sort of V1 that you launched with? Was it scrappy? How, how horrible was it? Ouch, ouch, now you're bringing me back. And you're absolutely right. You know, that's exactly how it was. It was not really much there, but a vision. You know, we felt very clearly about using social data alongside other data sources. Um, and it was a flash. It was a really, it was a flash module. And I had a bunch of Excel files at the back. And every night I'd upload what the weather was, the count of messages I did on Twitter manually for particular movies about uh, about Disney, who was our first customer, and a load of Disney sales data they sent me on email, and I'd put it in a spreadsheet, I'd throw it up on an FTP site, and it would be behind a little flash module that used to bring these like these little lines together, do you know, look at analysis. It was very kind of very 
lo-fi <laughs> compared to <laughs> what Black Swan's doing at the moment. But it's so I think it really gave the vision that hey, there are you know this this social as a as a data source is completely unused, you know, and and by bringing these things together, you can really find some insight which you can never find mm-hmm. without it. Yeah, it's super super interesting. I think um, you know that that MVP is is always tells quite a quite a big story, especially once you a few years down the line. Um, what what type of uh, metrics were you were you measuring to prove that market validation at the very beginning? Uh, it was only financial. Um, I'm i just being really open <laughs> because I know there's a lot of people who are much better at this than I am. Yes. But we we because we came in with a vision rather than a product. You know, we were creating it and the things which customers were using the product for, you know, became features in the product. So even though it was a bit scrappy and messy, we'd throw it away every six months and we'd rebuild and rebuild. What we found is that customers are almost paying us for almost insight projects, finding out problems. And then we build those into our platform as features and some would maintain if they were reused and some would die if they weren't. So it was really was a kind of live test bed. The whole product was for, you know, four or five years until we just like, it's like we just clipped, you know, a, you know, a new focus. And we got to the groove of what the actual product was. So, yeah, five or six years, it was just wondering to see what people would pay for yeah. this kind of technology, you know, on a project basis. And that became the product. Yeah, it's awesome that you you talk about t- testing it in that sense. You know, uh, Cam and I do do a lot of testing ourselves, uh, you know, with live campaigns with our clients. So we're always pitching, mm. you know, A against B and, and just basically we don't know what's going to work. Uh, you can't know what's going to work. You only have an idea of what you think might work. Uh, so it's mm. amazing to see what does actually work and then taking it from that point. But how long did it, did it take you to realize that you guys were onto something and there was a bigger opportunity um, with what this sort of developing problem was that you that you stumbled upon? Yeah, great question. So I always knew we were onto something with Black Swan with this idea of social data. It was only four years ago where we started to predict much more long-term than we are now. So we did a, a great deal with Twitter, which gave us access to the Twitter firehose, like so much data than we ever had before. So instead of predicting what's happening on the weekend, we started to look at what's happening next month and where we are now, we can predict in 12 months time with 89% accuracy, what people are going to be talking about. That was a huge technology breakthrough, but it wasn't a product market fit breakthrough. <laughs> it was just a really, really cool algorithm, which we really, really liked. Um, we then took that to one of our first customers customers, PepsiCo, and we were like, hey, you know, we hear that, you know, 95% of products are failing because it's, you know, it takes a year to get a product to market. Would this be an interesting use of technology to help help that? And they were really open-minded, you know, really thoughtful, became a great design partner um, to our eventual Trendscope product now, which is, you know, the only thing we sell at Black Swan. Um, that was a real moment. And you talk a bit about the way you guys are testing, you know, testing. Sometimes you don't know if it's going to work or not. You sometimes don't know when you've actually got it until it clicks in. And we actually, once we knew that, you know, we stopped all our other tests. We had about three or four other products we spun them out into different businesses or just close them down and then focus then you know once we mm-hmm. made that breakthrough it's just been absolute focus and our testing then has been much smaller it's been you know around this you know this product that we created yeah there's always a, a a backing of excitement as well that comes into it where you you know you obviously having a background in tech and finding this uh new innovation around tech and going this is really exciting for us but you know are people actually going to care about it and it's, you know, it's, it's really great that, well said. you know, you get this excitement and for you, I think, you know, um, you know, I don't want to water it down by saying that you were lucky, but it's really great that the, the excitement was backed by a customer actually going, you know, wow, you guys have built something great and 
not only are we open to it, but it actually works for us and provides a lot of value. Um, you know, these are you, you're speaking about big clients. Um, these are these are the big guys with big budgets, and you know they don't just speak to to anyone who's building a new product out there, specifically in tech. They they need the backing of trust, and obviously your resume is amazing, and you know you may have a really great network. But what did that growth look like in the beginning? You know, when you were doing outreach to to meet these first customers and, and pitch the first product or at least the the second version past the sort of scrappy Excel sheets. Um, how, how did growth look like back then? Look, being honest, um, yeah, there was a hell of a lot of luck. But there's a lot of persistence as well. This is probably the eighth product that Black Swan came up to with social data in it. So although we knew that we were going to use social data for prediction, it was the eighth product that we created that finally got there. So definitely testing and learning, you know, in its in its in a way was one. So a bit of luck and a bit of persistence. Um and the sales at the beginning were lumpy. You know, they were visionary. So they were people who could see the vision and the product was rubbish. So, you know, they were prepared to work hard to get, you know, their value out of the product. Well I heard like horror stories of clients who were having to like copy and paste the HTML out of our, you know, out of our platform into Excel to be able to run a model and then, you know, use that to paste back into building things around our product because it was that, you know, that fundamentally um, short of functionality at the beginning. So, um, yeah, so it was a bit lumpy at the beginning, but now as, you know, as you begin to understand, you know, what your use cases are, who your customers are, and more people than me can explain it, you know, and Hugo can explain it to people, then the scale starts to come and the, you know, the reliability comes and, oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> the feeling of, you know, growth and, you know, scaling where other people are running it and, you know, the machine's beginning to flow. But yeah, it was a bit lumpy to get the engine started, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've, I've noticed that, uh, you know, on LinkedIn, uh, you guys are currently hiring. Uh, you've what about 170, 180 plus employees, uh, and so still growing. You've just secured some investments, so you know on the right track at a good pace. Uh, what is what is your team itself meant to you? You know, in the last 10, 11 years, uh, and what what do you think it will mean going forward? Um, so, as you said, 170 people. I am one of them. So the team is 169. It's everything else in Black Swan. You know, we are just been incredibly lucky, both Hugo and I, in the people that joined Black Swan and moved us forward. Um, and that's been gone in phases. So, you know, at the beginning, it was dense, a bunch of people who could throw themselves overnight and work hard and do things. And as time's gone on and we've raised more funding, we've managed to bring in some big hitters. We've got amazing experience and, again, have just changed our business. So the business is the people inside it, you know, and I'm one of the 170 people. So, you know, it's it's that's really really important to note and there's loads of like books and things about you know hiring right people and etc but nothing else really matters apart from really understanding you know why you're hiring someone you know that they are at least 50 percent better than you uh, uh, what they're doing and that they fit your culture you know if those three things are right then you're kind of cool and um, it's not complicated it's complicated but it's uh, you know it's not complicated it is everything that you know the people are absolutely everything in this business there's nothing here without them at all mm, yeah and that, that relationship with uh, Hugo throughout the years, obviously you guys have been working together since inception. Um, and, you know, it's always good to have that co-founder that you can you can lean on during the hard times and also celebrate the big wins. Um, you know, throughout your tenure, is there, are there sort of highlight moments that you look back and I guess like these really big struggle moments um, when you kind of look at Hugo and go, is something 
you know, are we going to close down the business? Yeah, yeah great question. I'm sure you two guys have exactly the same in your journey. For us, you remember, unfortunately, you tend to remember the bad times more than the good times. So, you know, you tend to remember things like COVID, losing 82% of your revenue overnight, sitting in a shed crying. Um, you know, those things you tend to, tend to stick in your mind um, and you tend not to think too much. Or the great times, you know, we traveling to Japan, signing our first reseller, getting our first investment, seeing our first customer like email go, this is amazing. We just released our first product with it. So there are amazing like, highs. Um, unfortunately, whether we're just human, we depend to like remember the lows. But my God, it's just like you guys know, right? You're in this together. This is a journey and that's what life is about, isn't it? It's sharing the journey and those experiences are the things you remember at the end, not the money you catch it or anything else. So it's, yeah, it's been vital. Yeah. And you um, spoke, you spoke might about- not be able to share too much with us uh, with respect to your uh, product roadmap. Uh, but, you know, if you can sort of just touch on that a little bit, you know, after securing this amazing investment, what does your product roadmap look like going forward? And uh, are there in, any particularly interesting projects that you guys are working on for now? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so we have an amazing uh, data science AI team. So there's a lot of deep learning is going to go into our model. So when we predict the future, we need to understand the context of what we're talking about. So we build an AI that really understands the topic. So that's trained by humans. A lot of the work we're doing at the moment is deep learning models that help the AI understand the context. That will make it a better predictor, make us better at sort of um, uh, expanding. So that's really, really cool. And then a lot of it is, you know, we've we tend to, we built a really good back end. And I think that, you know, the front end now is where the, the work is needed because we, we know the use cases. I don't think we've even hit four or 5% of the use cases of our platform yet in our front end. So now it's a case of just, you know, where where's the value going to be, you know, how we can build those things in, um, et cetera. So yeah, there's there's plenty to do with the, the investment when it comes to the product. And it's a bit cool stuff in the back and then just focus in the front on those use cases. Steve, that, uh, that focus that you speak about, obviously securing this investment is great. And, you know, you have a lot of cash to, to kind of work with over the next sort of uh, year to two years or so. There's obviously a guideline that you guys are sitting within, you know, barriers that are keeping you on the right direction as to where the business needs to go. And I think, you know, all of that typically stems from the problem you're solving or the, the value you're offering your clients. And, you know, you spoke about building the product first and then finding what the problem is that you're solving. Um, but once you've kind of identified that back then, you know, almost 11 years ago, are you kind of solving that same problem that when you first started that you are today? And is that kind of the common thread with the product roadmap and releases or how has that changed? Yeah, great question. The vision's the same. You know, the vision's always been the black swan vision of predicting long-term future and, you know, and, and, and predicting moments that other people couldn't predict. The use cases are completely, you know, by trial and error, Q&A over the last 11 years. So, um, yeah, whereas I feel that we're running exactly the same direction we're heading, we had no idea really where that direction was or who was going to get value from it or, or anything. So, yeah, I think that's uh, that's ultimately changed quite a lot over the last 10, 11 years. And really only in the last three or four years have we really been focused enough to be a SaaS business, you know, to be able to really start to kind of create features that are true to what you're doing. So, yeah, it's a bit so it's a bit of a sloppy answer uh, saying yes and no but yeah i feel like our vision has not changed but their use cases and the actual value is just you know has really changed over the years as we found that fit and we've really kind of driven it home to, to a useful place yeah i mean that uh sitting in the bar and 
you know, having a beer and coming up with this idea. And, you know, from what I understand, you know, writing it down on a, a napkin or on a beer coaster that this Correct. is the, still this got is the it. idea. You still have it. Still have it. Yeah. Still That's in our amazing. office. Um, it's up on our wall. Yeah. That is That's great. Amazing. It must be a very small frame for just the, the it napkin. Is, that it is very small. And actually, so um, Millie, our EA, quite cleverly as well, took the original. It's hidden in the back in a very kind of like, you know, art dealers kind of way. The original's <laughs> hidden in the back and there's a fake copy in the front. So it doesn't know. Um, also, is it quite amusing is how cheap the beer was 11 years ago compared oh. to where it is now. That's definitely something which is uh, in, the, yeah, in the vault. Yeah. I, I mean, sitting in that, that, uh, that bar just, you know, working out what you were going to do and uh, coming up with this amazing idea and what the company is now. Um, thinking back when you guys realized, you know, we were going to do this and, and obviously you started businesses before that, but has there been a, been a big sort of mind shift change since when you started, um, you know, and were typically, uh, you know, what from what we've experienced from the other founders is, you know, there's, there's somewhat of a blind confidence going into starting the company and going, you know, this is the greatest idea that someone's ever come up with us and we are the guys behind it. Um, and, you know, you work through that and slowly, yep. slowly a lot, a lot of pivots, a lot of barriers, a lot of challenges, and you overcome that over time to where you are today. And, you know, almost 200 employees looking back, how has that mind shift changed? Um, has it been a humbling experience or, or what has it been like? By the way, that's an absolutely brilliant way to put it because you do go in with blind faith at the beginning and a little bit of arrogance and then the real life comes in, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it is humbling is probably the right word. You know, there's sometimes, I mean, particularly when times go bad, you realise that, yeah, of course, for you, this is building a product and changing the way that research works. Yeah, that is, that is for you. But this is also like not just 170 people's you know, salary and mortgage that depends on getting this right but also the four or five people who's their immediate family as well so it's a thousand people at least are affected by the decisions you make in this business on a day-to-day -day basis and i think over time you just learn to take that really seriously after you go through you know times we've had to let people go and it's just heartbreaking and you realize the impact it's going to have on their confidence their life you know it's not good but what it does teach you is that it is an important you know it's an important job and you know i don't like it's not running a country and there's many people doing many more important and wonderful things and um, I feel we're doing but we do like we have to take responsibility for what we're doing and we have to take it seriously and that's really what's kind of grown over the 10 11 years is that understanding and the, you know the the importance of it all if I'm honest whereas at the beginning we're just drinking four pints right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um I think it's a, a big sort of an undervalued point that you know everyone looks at tech that the tech is the power and, you know, the tech lives there and offers all the value. But, you know, I think the, the people underneath that and, you know, what they sacrificing to be part of the company and what they're putting in to grow the company is, is massive. And, and so, right. And I, I just think as well is you, you have to be open to people. We have a charity in, in, in Black Swan called White Swan, where 50% of our swans spend a little bit of their time whenever they can, 
uh, that what we've done is we've taken the IP from Black Swan, which helps us understand you know associations and social conversations, and use that to help people to find on diagnosis. So high, rare diseases take on average five sure. or six years to find a diagnosis. All this data is out there of people talking about the symptoms and how they got there. So, so I think when you talk about people and you talk about like responsibility, you know you can't just talk about it around your product and vision. You know you have to let that go. Like you have to let the community of your business also grow in its own way as well and, and, and go in its own little path. So you're right, it is probably the most fundamental thing. You never know when you started all this. Yeah, well, Steve, thank you so much for your time. Uh, uh, we've really enjoyed this and this amazing things have happened and I'm sure, you know, every year has been Likewise. a challenge and a success at the same time. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to, you know, with this funding where the company can go and, you know, I think maybe in 12 months time we can hop on another call and, and chat through where you guys are. Um, but I think it's going to yeah. be an incredible journey. Well, and the same to you. This has been a, a awesome talking to you. Some fantastic questions. And yeah, you're on your journey too. So looking forward to hearing your side in 12 months as well. Amazing. That's uh, Steve King, uh, co-founder and CEO of Black Swan. We'll catch you guys next week for another episode of My Product Tested. Cheers for now.